Welcome to the Financial Dads Podcast with Paul Fagan and Jody Fisher. This is the podcast for all dads who want to succeed with life's topics, especially related to family and finances. Now here's my dad, Paul Fagan. Hey Jody, how are you doing today? Hello Paul, how are you this week? Doing well, fantastic. Uh, today's topic, we're going to discuss thankfulness and charity. Um, I think it's time appropriate at the recording of this podcast. We're in, we just finished Thanksgiving, so a very full week of uh, family, planning, making the turkey. I know in my case anyway, making the turkey, getting the house prepped, getting the side dishes ready, uh, living room and, and everything cleaned up and dining room set up. So it was a very, very busy week. So, um, But I think it's an appropriate topic, appropriate time of year to talk about thankfulness and charity. So my current situation, Jody, when it comes to uh, charity and thankfulness is, is, is creating those teachable moments. So my son and I, uh, my son is 15, but for the last, I'd say, three years, um, he's been participating with me with one of my favorite charities in New York City, and I take him on a uh, on various charity events to instill the um, spirit of volunteerism into his life. Right, so he comes to these events with me, and a lot of times it's uh, serving food or or playing with the kids, and he um, steps up and he puts on the plastic gloves and he's he's cleaning up the uh, serving food and cleaning up the tables and playing with the kids and handing out this or whatever those tasks are, um, vacuuming, whatever's needful right, uh, for the charity. Whatever's on the list, we go, we do it, we put a full day and, and really uh, go all out. Uh, in fact, there was another charity event I brought him to where we had to paint. You talk about a teachable moment. Uh, we had to go paint a school in Harlem, New York. And uh, we both went there and it was the first time he painted. And there was a, one professional painter there and the rest of us were just volunteers. And, uh, of course, I had paint all over me. And from overspray from the rollers, my son was uh, perfectly bone dry, no stains. And he picked up the roller pretty quickly. He learned how to cut in corners. He learned how to use the roller, not to use too much paint. <laughs> I was very impressed. So sometimes there's a side benefit um, to the volunteerism where you learn a new skill. But in general, uh, for me, I have volunteerism, I believe, is a big part of uh being on this earth, and I like to do my volunteerism and, and, and give back where I can. I also try to bring it to the workplace and evangelize it in the workplace. So every place I've worked, I do try to instill um, and, and influence charity at the workplace. Uh, where I am now, we're going to be doing some events for a particular charity over um, 2020, and, and that should be a pretty cool um, project for us to do. We're going to be serving dinners, uh, nightly dinners, four times uh, next year. So there's a lot of exciting stuff, and I think it could be contagious. Um, so I'm thankful for my, uh, the way that I can do this work. And so, um, you know, so yeah, Jody, what's your current situation when it comes to thankfulness and charity and, and volunteerism and such? Uh, Paul, I think that's terrific that you're using uh, those charities to to also create those teachable moments that you've made it not just about supporting an organization, but also about helping teach your kids how to do that and sort of teaching them something that they can hopefully carry forward in their lives. Um, we have a similar approach to what we do with our kids. We have three charities that we donate to with our dollars 
Um, we really, it's, yeah, it's a very small amount each month, but, and we make it part of our regular budget. So, you know, there's a line item in the, in the Excel spreadsheet, um, that goes to each of these three charities. And it's just a simple little monthly donation. Um, but the approach that I take to monetary donations to charity is that if everybody gave a little, then these charities would have more money than they know what to do with. I mean, we have how many people in the, in this country? 327 million people in the United States, something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, if every if everybody gave a dollar a month, that's 327 million times 12. <laughs> that's an awful lot of money. And I think everybody can find $12 a year. So, um, you know, pick the charity. I think that I, th I think charity is important. I think giving to an organization with your dollars, um, and I don't mean you know tens and hundreds of dollars. I mean a dollar. I mean five dollars. I mean that's it's the range of what we give. Uh, we don't give a ton, but we give a little. And the whole point is, and and I sort of put myself in the charity's shoes. You know, if if they know that my money is coming to them, and they know there's a whole bunch of people who are giving regularly to them, they can better budget for the, the important work that they do throughout the year. Um, and so I think finding just a little bit of money in your budget to the degree that you can on the scale that works for you, uh, is a really great way to, to help out charitable organizations that you believe in and that are doing a, doing a good job. Um, we also choose to donate to charities that are local to our neighborhood. You know, we don't, we don't donate to big national organizations that sort of, you know, take the money and, and throw it into a into a big machine where there's lots of overhead and all kinds of costs. Um, we give to local organizations that are doing work here in our local neighborhood and or in our in our general uh, region, you know, in our town in our in our county here on Long Island. Um, and, and we think that that's important because we can see the tangible results of that money. Um, you know, when we look around, we, we donate to the, you know, the food pantry or the, the whatever other organization that we're donating to, you know, we can, we can see the tangible results of that on a regular basis. Um, and then to the degree that we can, we try to foster that relationship while we haven't done the thing that you were describing, Paul, you know, going to the local food, food pantry or soup kitchen, which we should probably start to do with the kids too, because they're old enough now, um, is, we we try to make sure that we foster that um, attitude about charity and you know sort of helping people out and sense of community and doing what you can do for someone who needs that assistance. Um, I think that's really really important, um, especially in the in the world that that they're growing up in. You know they're going to need to do that more and more and more and and you know not to get you know current events or political at all, but you, you look at things that are going on in the world today, there are an awful lot of people who are all me, 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 and are, who are all very self-centered. Um, and, and, you know, we think it's really important to raise kids who are the exact opposite of that, who look around and, you know, take care of themselves, make sure they got what they need for themselves, but then also draw that line and say, okay, I took care of myself, and now I'm going to take care of the people who need it. I, I totally agree, Jody. And, and for us... Um, I think I, it comes down to being thankful and grateful. I always say that in the various podcasts that we've had. But I really am thankful and grateful. I'm thankful for my financial stability. And I always say at the moment, right? Because financial stability could be unstable very quickly. Um, turnaround in health, uh, health issue, 
anything catastrophic, anything could change on the blink of an eye, right? And so it could always change. So for me, I'm thankful for my financial stability at the moment, comfortable home, healthy family, all the normal pieces. But you really, really have to sit there and reflect that that's really the thankfulness that you have to have is, is around those those core elements of your life. And that enables us to be more thankful and grateful when it comes to to charity and volunteerism. So I follow the same mantra that you've been you've been saying, Jody, is taking and, and showing the kids those teachable moments, showing them doing charity local, all those different pieces. I wish I could I think for me there's one charity that we give to on a regular basis. Um, but I'm like you uh, we give what we can, but honestly, I probably could be giving more. <laughs> but, um, you know, with life uh, and everything going on, I, I give as much as I can. And, um, and and hopefully, you know, that is, you know, sufficient. But over time, I'm hoping to give more over time. Um, to kind of jump into some of the topics, Jody, uh, around thankfulness and charity and volunteerism, we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit back and forth. But um, how do you know what charities to give to. Now, you said that you talked about the local charities and you said something very key around the financials. Um, I know that there are websites out there, especially if you're giving to the larger charities that are more nationally known. You could go out there and look on the web and figure out, you know, how, what are they doing with the money? Are they efficiently using the money? So that's one thing to keep in mind. If you're going to donate your hard-earned money to a charity, you should make sure that the charity is reputable and is financially sound. So what you don't want to have happen is for every dollar you send to a charity, 75 cents of that dollar is being sucked up in administrative and maybe 25 cents is going to the actual people that benefit from it. So what are your thoughts on looking for reputable charities, Jody? Well, there's there's one tried and true source, that's Charity Navigator. Um, you can go on that website, um, it, it's, it's for free. Every, every charity that's worth anything is, has a profile on that site. Um, in addition to having, have, have to file all the paperwork that you have to do, you're also, they're also on that site. They want to be on that site. The good ones want to be on that site because then you get a rating on that site and you are rated by, I believe it's the federal government, uh, as to how well you spend your money. Um, and, and there are all kinds of financials and everything on there. You check it out for yourself. But if you're interested in and, and you can find charities to donate to, too, you can just plug in a topic and it'll spit you back the best rated charities in that area. Um, because I also think that in addition to doing the homework on whatever charity and you're totally right, Paul, doing the homework on whatever charity you're going to give to making sure that the majority of what you give goes toward the work of the charity and not the overhead of the administrative costs and, you know, you know, licking the stamp to put on the letter that thanks you for your five dollar donation, which drives me nuts. Um, I, I don't need a letter to thank me every month for my five dollar donation. Just spend the money. <laughs> Just spend the money. <laughs> um, but um, but check out Charity Navigator. The other thing I think, too, that we need to talk about is in addition to um, finding a good charity or maybe the way you find a good charity is find a charity that does the kind of stuff that you are passionate about. Paul, I know you're involved. You support a charity um, which you are also very passionate about. Um, so I would urge people to also find charities that um, sort of do the work in the areas that they love. Um, you know, if if your if your you know personal passionate thing is, uh, I don't know, I'm making it up, art. You know, 
you want to support a charity that supports art, education, or something like that, find something like that, right? It'll make giving the money that you give or the time of yours that you give, and we should pivot back to, Paul, to how valuable time is as much as money is. Um, it'll, it'll make your donation, it'll make your contribution that much more satisfying. And that is a big part of charity, too. It's Charity, I don't think, should be entirely selfless. Um, I think you should get a little something back when you give to a charity. And that something you get back is the pride and the satisfaction of having supported their work and help them do the thing that they do. And that's why we've chosen the charities that we choose to, to support, because we know we believe in the work that they're doing. Um, and we believe that their work should be supported. So, so that gives us, whenever I see that show up on my, you know, card, my debit card statement, my checking account statement, you know, here's that money to that charity that, you know, that we just automatically give every month, um, that I look at that and I feel good about that. Yep. That makes sense. And yes, it's true. I think you hit a lot of good points there. Yeah. The, and, and the big charity that I support and, and, and Jody, you're well aware, is I, I support the Ronald McDonald House, particularly the Ronald McDonald House New York. And I've been doing it for a number of years. But I agree with you in terms of the passion and also the, the, the knowledge and the teachable uh, moments, not only in learning from the volunteerism. So for me, the example I always use is uh, I was helping the house out with their social media and digital marketing. And I signed up for a committee to help the house promote one of their uh, annual events. And Jody, I reached out to you and because you're, you know, you're in that industry. And I said, hey, you know anything about this stuff? And I remember you sat me down for two hours, right? We went to lunch and I'll never forget that. And I took a lot of notes and, and now I know a lot about that type of marketing, right? Enough to be dangerous, probably, but I learned a lot from you, right? So I think that in addition to volunteerism and getting stuff, something out of it besides being fulfilled, you could also learn. So I've also encouraged people that if they are looking to make, and this is something different, and this is, I don't want to say it's selfish, but I think it is a, it's, um, it's a byproduct of, of volunteerism. If there's something that you're looking to learn, a new skill, something like that, going and, and volunteering for an organization to learn and develop that skill is something that could be of interest. I don't know what your feeling is on that, Jody, in terms of, uh, I don't know if you think that's a selfish thing or, um, or or to me, I think it's just something that if you're doing the right thing, good things come. And if you get something out of it for yourself, as well as the, as well as the charity, it's, it's win-win all the way around. But what are your thoughts on it? I think it's totally fine. And I, I think it's, you know, the, the icing or the cherry on top of the Sunday. I mean, um, yeah, you should get something out of it. And I just got done saying that, you know, that you, you, you should, you should get what, if you get something back, that's, that's added value, right? That's mm-hmm. terrific. And, and that will make you in turn, that will make you more passionate about supporting that charity. Paul, you just told that terrific story about, about, um, the charity that you support, you know, and, and you really got into it. And I remember that, that meeting that we had, that lunch that we had, um, you know, get, getting something back, I think is part of the equation and it's sort of, maybe it's a little karmic or maybe it's a little, um, I don't, I don't know, you know, two way street kind of thing, but yeah, why, why shouldn't you get something back when you support a charity? That's the whole point of supporting a charity is to, is to feel good about it, to support them with either your money or your hands or your knowledge. Um, and, and if, and if, and if everything's 
kicking the right way, if everything's you know pumping on all cylinders, you probably will get something back, just like you explained. You're not going to get money back, but you're going to get satisfaction back. You're going to get um, you know friendships back. You're going to get who knows? You might even get business back. I mean, the, you know, <laughs> we talk about you know the people that you meet. You know, just in the course of your daily life or, or going on business trips or, or meeting people at networking events, you go to a charity, you go to an event like you described with the painting, Paul, um, you're going to bump into somebody and who knows who you might meet. Um, and that's an OK thing, too. I mean, that's part of being a part of a larger community. I think that's great. No, I, I and I, I appreciate the feedback on that. And yes, I'm a big believer in that. If you do the right thing, there's a lot of good byproducts that can happen, right? So um, I think it is good. And that's why even with my son, with the teachable moment with the painting, he could go paint his room. <laughs> he learned to – we painted enough classrooms at this school where <laughs> if I wanted to go paint a room in our house, he would know how to paint the room in the house. Put all the furniture in the middle, get the tarps, tape everything up. And like I said, he'd probably wind up with less paint on him than I do uh, when we finish the painting. But um, it was definitely a teachable moment, and he learned how to paint in the process, right? He volunteered and learned how to paint in the process. Just like with me, I learned a lot about social media with volunteering. So I, I, I think that it, it's great, but you don't do it for that reason, like you said, right? You do it fundamentally because you want to give back. You want to have that feeling of, of, of giving and satisfaction and making a difference, but if, but the secret is that sometimes you really do get other things back that are incredible, whether they're business contacts or they're um, learning a new skill, whatever that is. Um, so I'm going to switch gears again because we always like to switch gears here. Uh, tithing is big uh, in certain communities, especially in religious communities where people will listen to their faith and they'll tithe 10% of their salary or 15% of their salary and and um, or household income to the charity or to the to the to the to their religious belief i guess um any thoughts on that i think taking the religion out of it but having a steady budget of a certain percentage of your income that just goes to a certain charity or a certain set of charities um, i don't personally do it but what are your thoughts on it jody uh yeah i we're not religious um, I think the people who do do that as a part of the exercise of their religion, I think if you're passionate about it, I think that's great. Um, you got to do what works for you. Um, we we kind of use that approach to the charities that we um, that we support. You know, it's not a percentage of our income, um, but we've defined a steady amount of money that goes to those particular charities, and we give to them every single month. Um, as part of the regular cost of doing business, um, because we believe in the chat in those charities and the work that they do. And so we want to make sure that we support them and support them at a steady rate. So, like I said before, you know, if I put them myself in their shoes and they're budgeting for their activities and they they know that they can count on my donation and hopefully lots of other people's donations every single month. So they got a, this steady flow of income that is coming in to support the work that they do. I think that that's really important. And like I said, it's not a lot of money. Uh, you'd probably, you know, chuckle or snort a little bit if you took a look at the amount of money that we give. But the point is, is that that's what we can give. We believe in those charities. We give that money. We, we give it in a way, in a way that they know that they can count on it. Um, and so that's the approach we take to, to charity. It's not, it's not sort of like this one big lump sum or this erratic kind of approach. It's a steady month in, month out 
every single time kind of an approach. No, I don't think there's ever a snort or a chuckle, right? I think it's like you said, every 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 dollar matters and every dollar counts or every penny counts, whatever mantra you want to use. So I think it's always important. Um, I guess another topic we could switch to is around tax implications. I think they're always positive. That's the one place in the law I don't think they've done too much damage to in terms of reducing the amount you could donate and get that charitable deduction. Um, I know in my case, we we have a certain amount of charity, a certain amount of money we give away every year. And then we do track it for tax purposes. It does come off the federal return. So we do track it. It does help you reduce your income in terms of your taxable income. So you do get some of that back depending on the tax bracket you're in. So what are your thoughts when it comes to the tax implications or the tax the tax laws uh, when it relates to charity? Yeah, I'm not sure that I've ever seen a, a, a write-off on my taxes due to the uh, immense amount of money, ha-ha, the immense amount of money that I give to charity. Uh, it, it's, it's great that you've got the deduction, Paul. And and I think that, you know, I, I'm... I come down on if that's what the if that's what the law is, you'd be foolish to not take advantage of it. Of course, if you get credit for a tax deduction, you know, if you get credit for that charitable donation and you get a tax deduction for that, you're entitled to that. You should take that. Of course you should. Um, You know, that's I don't think that that's any the reason that anybody really does it. Well, I guess people with, you know, tens and hundreds of millions of dollars might do it. in addition to putting their name on the wing of a library or something like that. But, um, I, you know, I, th- I think if you're entitled to it, you should get it. I don't think that that should be the motivating factor. I'm sure that's not the motivating factor with you. It's certainly not with us. Yep. Agreed. It's not, it's not, a, it's once again, it's a byproduct of, of, of charity, right? So you, you donate the money in good faith and you do it to make a difference and to, and to do the right thing. But at the end, there's this byproduct that if you you do donate, you can, you know, what they call write it off, right? So you could take that tax deduction. And if there's any questions that anyone has out there, there's plenty of articles on the web or you talk to your accountant and they'll talk you through what it means when we talk about, you know, deducting for charitable purposes, charity purposes, right? So that's probably a whole other series of podcasts, right, when it comes to the complexity of tax law. But um, one other topic we want to cover off is... Donate because we talked about time and we talked about donating money, but there are other things like in our household, we do donate clothing, we donate household goods. So there's various organizations out there that you can donate goods to. Uh, so what are your thoughts when it comes to that, Jody, in terms of donating clothing and other things other than money and your time? Yeah, I think it's really important. Um, I, I saw this Instagram post, uh, and I might have even reposted it uh, a couple weeks back about you know your um, your nightmare is somebody else's dream. Your you know awful old house is is somebody's inspiration, or you know something like that. In other words, you know one man's one man's floor is another man's ceiling, or you know to that effect. Basically, you, you may think something is is junk. But it may not necessarily be junk. We try to donate everything that, you know, if we're getting rid of something, especially clothes, um, not shoes, obviously, you know, not socks, obviously, mm-hmm. but, you know, you know, coats, winter coats, you know, old snow pants that the kids have grown out of, uh, you know, anything like that. Um, we always try to either give it to family member, you know, to, to share it around and, and, and help the burden of, you know, raising kids or or donate it um, and donate it locally. And, and again, donate it to, 
you know, the, the local civic association who you know is going to use it, either get it to somebody who can, can need it um, or maybe convert it somehow into money that they're going to use locally. Because uh, what, I've, what I understand about some of these larger sort of, um, you know, nameless charities, you sort of the ones that you see like the Greater Veterans American Society of the Lower 48 States, or, you know, I'm not you know, and I'm mm-hmm. making that up, you know, but some, there's some sort of like nebulous name. My understanding is that they just take all that stuff and they sell it somehow and they convert it into money and you never know where the money goes. And again, you know, check them all out on Charity Navigator to see um, where they where they spend that money uh, or, or how they spend that money before you support them. Um, but, yeah, anything you can't. The bottom line is anything you either don't need or can't use but might have a use for somebody else consider donating it first um you know and just stop and look at it for a second before you throw it in the garbage can say can somebody else use this and if they can great you know the other thing you might even consider doing and i've done this on occasion too um and i can count them on one hand so i don't think i do this all the time but um you know facebook marketplace or any of these online um you know uh sales platforms where you can sell something you know for 25 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever i mean i i once sold an old snowblower that i couldn't get running right to a guy who fixes snowblowers and he turned it around and flipped it i was like that's great um you can put stuff on there for free and have people come pick it up um you know an an old couch you know that doesn't belong in your living room anymore but might be great in a in a you know a college dorm room or something like that um, you don't have to. There's so much that you don't have to junk that can go to places or people who might need it or or want to use it. Um, so consider that too. Yeah, no, that makes you said a, a lot there, and I, I could relate to a bunch of those. So one time we I donated my old car, and that was another charity, and I actually donated it through the Ronald McDonald House, so they did get some level of credit for it. Um, uh, the same thing with a couch. Uh, years ago, we had uh, a couch that we didn't want anymore and put it out there on one of those lists and someone came by and picked it up and took it right and it also helps the environment right it's one less couch that is being built and um so you know there's goes all in these, a landfill yeah, yeah right. it goes into a landfill you know so i think that's big you know so it's just something to to keep in mind but i think uh you're right one man's trash is another man's treasure right so there when it, it comes to that you know yeah <laughs> I was jotting it down in all fairness when you were trying to say it. I didn't want to interrupt your flow, but then uh, we got off topic, so I did jot it down to kind of sneak it back in. But, you know, it it does come down to uh, something that you have that you don't find is valuable is probably incredibly valuable to somebody else. So that's something to keep in mind. And that's why for us, you know, we do try to donate, especially the kids' clothes. And that's the other thing. And you hit it on the head. Don't donate trash, right? If it's truly trash, throw it out, right? Don't don't stick it to the uh, uh, the charity to kind of throw it out for you. Uh, get rid of it yourself. But good, clean jackets with useful life, um, you know, household appliances, all those different pieces. Please, you know, those are the kind of things that those big charities are looking for. And I think, you know, uh, for me, I'm going to start going into the uh, the summary recap. And I think you hit it on the head, and that's the the charity. Uh, was that the Charity Finder? What was the name of that site again? Uh, charity Navigator. Charity Navigator. Yes, I know. I've yeah. I've, I've I've used it before, and that's a very important site. So if you have any reservations about the charity that you're looking to donate to, whether it's clothing or time 
or a car or household goods, whatever it is, make sure you take a look at that uh, and get the rating, right? Make sure you're donating to the most reputable charity that you can, uh, where most of the money, um, close to most of the money, goes to the people that benefit from it the most. So I think that's something to keep in, in, uh, in mind. So, Jody, what is your recap for today? Yeah, I think, and just while we're on the Charity Navigator uh, topic there, Paul, you know, this Tuesday is Giving Tuesday, um, where people are encouraged to make those charitable donations. So check out charitynavigator.org if you're, if you're inclined to make any kind of financial um, donation. Um, there's, a, there's a big banner right there. It says hashtag give, your guide to hashtag Giving Tuesday. Um, and, and, you know, it is coming up on the end of the year. So if you are interested in the tax deductibility of any kind of donation that you're going to give, um, you know, you might want to consider this time of year to actually do that. And, um, and so, so take a look at that. You do research into your, into your favorite topics, um, and, and also find a reputable charity to give to let that, let that one be your guide. Um, summary recap i just think I, I think that it's really important i think that everybody like i said sort of toward the top of the podcast everybody can find a dollar a month um it's not a lot it, you spend more on coffee you probably spend more on bottled water um everybody can find a couple bucks a month to give to their favorite charity the one that brings them joy the one that they're that covers a topic that they're passionate about i think once you get into making that you know, more than spontaneous donation to any kind of a charity. I think making it part of your regular budget is the best way to go because I'm also a believer, a believer in taking care of yourself before you take care of anybody else. Don't become a charity. And by that, I mean, don't become a charity case. Make sure you take care of your own business, your own family, and then start to reach out to others and try to, t to support other people as well. Make it part of your regular budget. Um, it will make you feel good every time it shows up on your checking account statement or every time you're able to make a donation, whether it's once a, a week, a month, a quarter, whatever that is. Um, but, but find things that you're passionate about. Try to support them in whatever way you can. And Paul, you told a great story, whether it's your money or whether it's your time, whether you support somebody with your energy, a charity with your energy, that's just as valuable um, as supporting something, uh, a charity with your dollars. So, you know, figure out a way that you can pitch in, figure out a way that you can do something for people. And, uh, I don't think you'll regret it. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Jody, that was well said. And I thoroughly enjoyed our discussion today. I'm grateful and thankful that we have our podcast. We're able to get the message out to everybody. And I'm personally forward, looking forward to the next one. So we have another podcast in the books. And, uh, with that, thanks Jody. And, and, uh, have a good week. This has been the Financial Dads Podcast with Paul Fagan and Jody Pitcher. You can email questions, comments, and feedback to financialdads at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook. Just search for Financial Dad. And remember, managing finances can be stressful, but that's why the Financial Dads are here to help you plan for success. Have a great week, everybody, and thank you.